G'day, it's Ben Davis. Thanks for catching up on Mornings here on SENQ. But you know what? You can also catch up some great content with other SEN shows, such as Brekkie with Patty and Heels, The Captain's Run with Cameron Smith and Denon Kemp, all on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. But until then, sit back and enjoy and make sure you tell your mates. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. This is Mornings with Ben Davis on SENQ. Oh, g'day. Thanks for clicking refresh on the Ticket Tech website with me this morning. We are counting down to Super Saturday. Broncos tickets go on sale in an hour. Are you ready to lock and load? The Gabba sold out yesterday in 20 minutes. But outside of getting tickets to the biggest day of footy that this city has ever seen, Brisbane fans, what's worrying you this weekend? What are you worried about? 13 13 55 0467 736 736. Broncos fans, Lions fans, Brisbane fans. What's your biggest worry heading into Super Saturday? I know we are super confident, and we should be. Both our teams are favourites to make the grand final in the NRL and AFL. So what's the little voice in the back of your mind saying? What's your biggest concern? What do you think the biggest hurdle is standing in Brisbane's road? AFL and NRL. Is it the Warriors being on a roll and flying into the finals onto a wave of emotion? They're catching that tsunami across the Tasman, aren't they? What about Vossi and Carlton's fairy tale run? I mean, let's face it, the Brisbane Lions will have to kill Bambi to get into the grand final. They will have to kill their Lion King. Because Vossi and the Blues are standing in the road of the Lions making the grand final. Is it the fact that Reese Lightning could fail the fire? It hasn't happened yet this year, has it? Is this the weekend? No, surely not. Maybe it's Jack Payne's fitness. Oh, yeah, Lions fans, worried about this. Reports coming out of the den that he's been in a moon boot since that Port Adelaide final the first week. Now, the Lions have had only one open training session since that time, and that was a week ago today. We we often don't see players on the field that Tuesday. It's more of a recovery session. That That's the one that the cameras are allowed into, that the public are able to see. Thursday, it was all shut down. Saturday, they had an opposed session behind closed doors at the Gabba. They didn't release any vision of that. They wouldn't allow cameras in. So we don't know the extent of Jack Payne's injury, but we do know that Darcy Gardner was held back from the VFL preliminary final. Are they that worried about Jack Payne? Are you? 13-13-55-0467-736-736. As a Brisbane footy fan this weekend, what are you worried about? And, and maybe it's nothing. That That's okay too. Maybe you've got the supreme confidence and show so you should about flying into this weekend, into Super Saturday. Maybe you're worried about a refereeing decision deciding your season. Chooks fans, how are you going? What are we now, four days on from that? Mm. Surely the bunker should have been able to jump, uh, jump into Ashley Klein's ear on comms and say, Ash, need to pull that up, mate. Harry Grant's knocked it on. No? Mm. If you're not worried... 
be part of the conversation as well. I'd love to hear what's giving you that confidence that this year will be different. This year, the Kevolution will overthrow the establishment or this year will be different for Chris Fagan's men. Let's talk. 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. In about five minutes' time, I'll be catching up with the Broncos fan who is worried. Why? Is it justified? find out shortly. Big show lined up for you today. A a man who has won grand finals for the Broncos, but once was a warrior. Brent Tate, he's going to pull apart this trans-Tasman war that is set to boil over at the cauldron. The perfect man to talk to. He's played prelims for both the Broncos and the Warriors. He can explain both sides of the coin. I love this. Mr. September, Clark Keating will swing by the studio. Is history about to repeat for the Lions? He was part of that Lions three-peat 20 years ago. Can the class of 2023 make Brisbane title town once again? In fact, I'm going to take you to Lions training today. Here's the irony of it all. They're training on Michael Voss Oval. (laughs) The name of the Oval at Brighton Homes Arena Springfield is named after Vossi. We'll take you there to find out how the Jacks are training. Jack Gunston and Jack Payne. One's in a moon boot who shut down Charlie Curnow the last time they met in round eight. One goal, 10 touches for a man who's kicked 80 goals this year. Jack Payne shut him down. He is an integral part of the Lions setup. Will he play this Saturday night? I'm going to catch up with a man who's got one of the best jobs in sport. He lives in Brisbane and is in charge of one of the biggest events of the summer. And he has some of the biggest, most recognisable names of athletes on the planet on speed dial. Who am I talking about? We'll find out after 11. That's when we've got the Super Saturday Sports Quiz. That's right. Our quiz at 11 o'clock today is all about Super Saturday. So Broncos, Lions, Warriors, Carlton. They will formulate the 10 questions. You know what to do. Last man standing, 13, 13, 55. It's the number you need not only to be part of the quiz after 11, but to be part of sport's biggest conversation. Before we get to our first guest of the day, I'll tell you what I'm worried about. Yeah, I'm worried about howlers deciding a season. Again, Chooks fans, are you over what happened against the storm? Reports that Ashley Klein is going to be dropped for the prelim finals. We'll find out during the show today when the NRL release who is going to be officiating the two games, Friday and Saturday. But the best referee on the planet, Ashley Klein, won't be part of the action, so we're hearing today, uh, this weekend. So that means he can't be part of the grand final, right? How does that work? I mean, it's... It's undisputed that Ashley Klein's the best referee in the game, right? Uh, I mean, he's ref the last two State of Origin series. He ref the World Cup final. He is the best in the game, but he had a blunder by his own admission and apologised for it, Melbourne v. the Roosters, and we're hearing he gets dropped for that. Is that cool? I mean, there's accountability, but surely this goes a bit too far. Um, we're hearing that he may be in charge of the bunker, which is great, but the bunker doesn't have the power it should. If the bunker was fair dinkum, they should be allowed to get into the ref's ear on comms and pull them up. Hey, Ash, you've made a blue here. You might want to pull it up. Harry did knock that on. 
but they can't. Thirteen, thirteen, fifty-five, oh four, six, seven, seven, three, six, seven, three, six. And yes, I'm worried the Panthers are feeling the pressure. Oh, complaining the Broncos should also have to play, play their prelim in Sydney. Oh, didums. Um, you'd swear a line like that would come from our Brian Fletcher <laughs> on the run home. Uh, no, no, no. It came from Penrith CEO Brian Fletcher. After their prelim with a team from Melbourne was moved, what, half an hour up the road to Homebush? No, they think then because it's not a home ground advantage for them that Brisbane v Auckland should also be moved to Sydney. Neutral venue. Really? You're calling a stadium in Western Sydney for the Panthers a neutral venue? I reckon the Panth- I reckon the pressure might be getting to the Panthers. Getting to the Premiers. 13 13 55 0467 736 736. What is worrying you as a Brisbane fan heading into Super Saturday? Before we get into our first guest of the today, a razor, thank you for your text. What worries me? 50,000 people know that Suncorp, 40,000 people at the Gabba, 12 orange cones will block one lane of the freeway towards the Gold Coast for the tiniest little pothole. It's given that Roadworks is going to make it a nightmare. Razor, thank you. I hope I deciphered that correctly. It was a bit of a stretch on the English language, but I think he's worried about trying to get around town. You're right, 90,000 people. It is the biggest night of footy. Perhaps even the biggest night of sport that this city has seen, right? And if it isn't, what is? What have you been to in this city that's been bigger? 13 13 55 0467 736 736. Uh, Jason, thank you. Ashley, Hine, Ashley Klein is only human. He made some mistakes just like everyone. He's only human. So does that mean he should get dropped? All right, let's bring in a Broncos fan that is worried about Saturday night. Not just any Broncos fan, a man who, well, yes, he's been supporting Brisbane ever since their existence, but he's got some skin in the game. He knows a bit about it. On NRL 360 last night, he's part of News Corp. He's a commentator of the game too. Uh, a very good morning to you, Brent Reed, who grew up in Jindalee, is a Broncos fan, but you're worried about Saturday night. Why? Benny, I grew up in Goodna. I grew up in Goodna. I moved to Jindalee. So I'm uh, an Ipswich boy. I don't know if you can take the boy out of Ipswich. You can't take Ipswich out of the boy, Benny. Um, <laughs> I, I, lo- I, I, love the, I love the eye for detail, Reedy. That's why you're one yes. of the best in the business. Right? <laughs> <laughs> look, look, I'm just worried because maybe it's a bit of recency bias because we haven't seen the Bronx in a couple of weeks. And obviously um, the Warriors played at the weekend. I thought they were really good at the weekend. And I think they match up well against Brisbane. I think they've got from memory, they got a pretty good record against Brisbane recently. So, um, look, I think Broncos are obviously favourites and deserve to be favourites. But I'd just be wary about putting a line through uh, a line through the um, through the Warriors at this stage. All right, they did play in Napier early in the year. It was round thirteen, and the Broncos were depleted. They did not have their Origin stars, so no Carrigan, no Cobbo, uh, no Haas. Uh, I'm sure oh, no Flegler, uh, and still got the job done just against the Kiwis. I know they had a disallowed try there right on the end, which could have been uh, the difference. But you still think 
now moving forward in a prelim final, the Kiwis are a mad threat. Yeah, I think they are. I think they match up well. They're similar sides, actually. You know, got a really powerful um, front rower in Adam Fenua Blake. You know, you compare that with Payne Haas, got a really classy half who's experienced and knows how to run the game and knows how to play the big moments. And Sean Johnson, you compare that with Adam Reynolds. Um, got some exciting outside backs. I just think, again, I repeat, I'm, I'm, the Broncos are favourites, deserve to be favourites, should be favourites, should win the game. But I just think it's a bit dangerous to put a line through the Warriors. I just think, you know, it's been a Cinderella season for them and they'll arrive there at Suncorp. And, and I hate that term, got nothing to lose, because you've always got something to lose. I mean, they've got a grand final that's at stake. So there's a, it's a pretty significant thing that they have to lose, aside from the footy game, the opportunity to play in a grand final. But certainly, there's I think there's less pressure, perhaps, on their shoulders because I don't think anyone expects them to win. You know, I think everyone expects them to get probably tailed up. So, you know, I think that probably eased a bit of pressure. And, you know, if they Reedy, can start Reedy, well, they're just, Reedy, they've got to start well, Benny. Reedy, they, they've got the entire nation of New Zealand thinking that they're going yeah, they're, to win. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fair weight to carry. I think he's an aerial. I think <laughs> they've even got Dave Dobbin. Dave Dobbin. Is he still around, Dave, or what? Number one in New Zealand until a couple of years ago, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think, mate, that um, you know, I think most people in New Zealand have realised they're probably, you know, long odds, long odds to win the game. So I think they're pretty happy with what they've done already. The people in New Zealand, they're pretty proud of that footy club, the Wars, up the Wars, mate. So. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think that's a big issue for them. I think the expectation's huge on the Broncos, actually. And it's been a long time since this club won a comp, won a premiership, and, geez, they're knocking on the door now. So, you know, there's immense pressure there on the Broncos. Uh, Brent Reid, my first guest this morning, uh, the boy from, well, Goodner, that's right, yeah. Goodner, Broncos, mate, Goodner. Goodner, yeah. Uh, by... did, you tell, did you tell the listeners that you and I went to uni together, Benny, at QUT in Queensland? Hey, hey. For hey, a long time. Reedy, Reedy, Reedy. No, no got I didn't. Story, yes, got some exactly. stories about you, Benny, in the old rec club with a couple of beers under your belt. I think you're breaking up, Reedy. Sorry, it's been a pleasure having you on the show, mate. That's fantastic. No, look, I, I did want to ask. Obviously, you now call the wrong side of the border home. Uh, you've moved yes. to the dark side, and I'm glad you are flying the Queensland flag down there. But what is the what is the the, the take in mm. Sydney? Is there much talk about a Brisbane and Auckland final? Is it all about Penrith? Oh no. Well, there's a bit of coverage to be fair because I've got some players who are. The Warriors have captured everyone's so the war, the um, Warriors have captured everyone's imagination a little bit, and and I think there's a bit of a fascination with this Broncos side just because you know got Reece Walsh playing fullback, and everyone loves Reece Walsh. He's the flavour of the year, really, um, and he, and you know people are a bit enamoured by Reece Walsh, particularly mm. teenage girls. Obviously, they love Reece Walsh, so um, he's a bit of a favourite down here, and obviously Adam Reynolds has got. Um, a great connection with Sydney and, and, you know, his story, a lot of, he's got a good relationship relationship with some of the Sydney journos. So, you know, I think people, people down here want to see Adam go well. So there's no doubt that there's, there's an interest. I mean, it's not like probably Penrith at the moment. Well, actually, you know what? I'll, I'll take that back because I think we've all covered Penrith for the last four years. We've run out of stories to tell. So the fact that the Broncos are in the mix and they've got blokes who, who are, um, they're interesting footballers, right? I mean, Payne Haas, an interesting guy. He's a great footballer. Reese Walsh, interesting guy. Um, fantastic to watch. You know, Adam Reynolds, as I said, that Sydney connection. You know, Paddy Carrigan, um, great bloke, great footballer. 
you know, I generally think there's a real interest in the Broncos. And obviously there's that interest in the Warriors as well. And the fact that, you know, we've done so much Penrith down here over the past um, three or four years, yeah. you know, you're looking for something else to write about. Are they feeling the pressure, do you think, Reedy? I mean, the fact that they've got, you know, their favourites, their minor premiers, but then you've got the CEO coming out saying, oh, wow, it was us. Well, we've had to we've had to give up our home ground advantage and move to a yeah. bigger stadium, what, half an hour up the road in Western Sydney. Come on, give me a Yeah, spin. I think that was a G up. That was a G up from Brian Fletcher. Uh, I don't think they feel pressure, Benny. You know, I think guys like Nathan Cleary and Isaiah Yo and Dylan Edwards, mate, it doesn't worry him. Steve Crichton, Jerome Luai, Brian Tyo, they're chill dudes. Like, the, the pressure doesn't phase them anymore. They've played enough big games now and, and they've played with, with enough sort of um, pressure on their shoulders and expectation. It doesn't worry them anymore. It's, it just doesn't phase them. So, you know, I, I don't think that's an issue at all for them. Uh, Brian coming out and saying that was just, I don't know, sometimes Brian says stuff just for the sake of it. And I think that was one of those moments when a journalist rang him and <laughs> Brian felt like causing a stir. He likes doing that occasionally, Fletch. I, I, I thought it was our Brian Fletcher on the run home when I first no. read the comments. No, it was actually... Well, he, doesn't mind, he doesn't mind causing a stir either, does <laughs> Ex- he? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. He probably, you know what? I'll tell you what encapsulates it. He actually probably makes more sense than the Pen- Penrith Brian Fletcher, which is a real concern. <laughs> Reedy, I know you are concerned about the Broncos, but having seen them in training yesterday and just how cool, calm and collected they were, kids, kids, and uh, I mean, I'm thinking of um, Keenan Palacia, uh, who's, you know, burst into the scene. He's keeping someone like yeah. a Marty Tapao and a, a Corey Jensen out of this team. He's he's off to the Titans next year, but he, he goes, I'm going to go down the M1 as a premiership player. Like, that's his goal and that's his mindset. Like, I love that. Yeah. Oh, they're stacked, Benny. I mean, it's a stacked team. The, the window's open, open right now for the Broncos, and that that's a team that's going to contend for the next, you would think, if they keep the blokes they should keep for the next four or five years. I mean, they're obviously got a bit of pressure to keep guys like Ezra Mann, and, um, you know, obviously they're going to have to upgrade Reese Walsh at some point. They've got to prepare for Adam Reynolds to go, but, um, you yeah, know, they're going to contend for the next two or three years at a very minimum. Um, you know, if they don't win it this year, I'm sure they'll be knocking on the door again next year. That's... That's the talent they've got in that organisation. You know, they'll lose a guy like Farmworth and a guy like Dean Mariner comes through. So they're stacked at the moment, just a stacked footy team. And we are going to be riding that uh, that wave too, straight into mm. a grand final. Brady, I, I probably mm. need to play that song that was playing at the Red Club when we were at uni, Don't Worry, Be Happy. That was kind <laughs> of our time frame, wasn't it? You don't have to worry, mate. I, I reckon the Broncos are fine. But I'm glad okay. I'm glad you've voiced yep. your concerns. Thanks for coming on just the show. Just a voice of caution. Voice, voice of caution. Voice. Yeah, you, to, you know, just got to temper the expectations a bit, and then then you savour it, it even more when they win. See, oh, I, hey, I like that reverse psychology. I yeah. love that, and I wonder where That's that voice mate. of Corson was at the rec club. Reedy, thank you, mate. We'll, we'll talk again <laughs> soon. We, it was horse. It was gone. My voice was gone. <laughs> we enjoy reading what you do as part of uh, News Corp as well, and you can hear him on NRL three hundred and sixty. So there we go. There's a Broncos fan who has. Some concerns, some worries. Are, are you with him? Are they legitimate concerns or are we favourites for a reason? And let's just not keep it to NRL because we are about to launch into the biggest weekend of footy that this city has ever seen. I, I, I heard Paddy talking earlier about the British and Irish Lions coming out and being at the Gabba, painting that red. I, I, I remember that. I was there. It was amazing. This is going to top it though, isn't it? 
Never in the history of this city have we had the Broncos and Lions in a prelim final in this city. The last time it happened was the two, year 2000, uh, sorry, 2002. But the Broncos prelim was against the Roosters in Sydney. I was at that game. Never have we had a weekend bigger, have we? I'm happy to take your thoughts on that. And if there has been a weekend bigger and those games, those events, what were they? 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. We're off and running, counting down to Super Saturday. The Lions and the Broncos in that order. 22 degrees in the greatest city, in the greatest state, in the greatest country in the world, looking at a top of 26 this Tuesday. At 9.34, Sean's out of Bray Park. Sean, thank you for your text. I'm a supporter of both Brisbane teams. Welcome aboard, Sean. But I'm worried about the Lions kicking for goal. Kick straight, I think we win comfortably. If they don't, we lose. With the Broncos, the Wars have always troubled them. No howlers to decide. Yeah, Vano, this could be our year. Up the Wars. <laughs> wow. Where, did you create that, Sam, or is that something that's punching all over the end? That's been going around for ages. Really? Yeah. Well, the last three or four months, and then that's where the whole up the waz uh, phenomenon has come from. Oh, I'm still stuck on Dave Dobbin, but anyway. All right, up the waz. Beautiful. Uh, Sean, thank you for your text. Uh, 13 13 55 0467 736 736. Uh, one of the other biggest concerns for me coming into this weekend is that as a Brisbane footy fan, I know we're so distracted with the Broncos and Lions, and so we should be, that one of the biggest fails in Australian sport is unfolding and we're missing it. It's going under the radar. Or worse still, it's happening and we don't care. Very uncharacteristically not like us. You know, we've been really sharp at the start of games. We've played with a fair bit of pace and precision and today we were sloppy. Yeah, you know, whether that was the physicality of Fiji, and then from that, uh, we, you know, we had times in the game where we got on the front foot, but we we struggled to get on the front foot. And the full congratulations to Fiji. You know, they they played really well, and it's a, a deserved victory for them. And and you know, I'm really pleased for them as a team. And we've got some work to do. You know, we've got Wales next week. Uh, yeah, the great thing about the World Cup tournament is not the end of the road. Um, yeah, we've got Wales next week, so we need to kick some stones tonight, um, work out where we can improve quickly, um, and then get on with the game against Wales. I'm 100% responsible for it. You know, I've, I've gone down the line of picking a young team, and I want this young team to be a good team. At the moment, we had a bad day today, which can happen, um, and we've got to be better next week, so that's my responsibility. Yeah, Eddie Jones, uh, after that loss to Fiji, the first time we've lost to Fiji in Test Rugby since 1954. Who's destroyed Australian rugby? 13, 13, 55, um, Some of the comments coming out after that, um, it was all over social media, and you have a look at some of the rugby greats uh, and also those who've been covering rugby for a long time. I mean, Christy Doran, who's a rugby writer for here in Australia, the Wallabies are unravelling in front of our eyes. OMG, the Rugby World Cup has just exploded into oblivion. 
Fiji have just beaten the Wallabies. And that was from Scottish rugby great, Scott Hastings. Um, the Kiwis are laughing at us. One of their chief sports writers, Ollie Ritchie, maybe as bad as the Wallabies have been all year. Utterly dreadful. Then David Campisi writes, this was a side that have no clue how to attack and do not know each other's games in terms of attack. I ask you again, who's destroyed Australian rugby? They used to be the Wallabies, our flagship international footy team. Now, now they're a punchline. Beaten by Fiji for the first time since 1954. That, that is a lifetime. In his second coming, Eddie Jones was painted as the Messiah. But all, I, all I've seen is a mess. The headlines were positive to start. Eddie was fun. He was entertaining. He was talking the talk, but he's not walking the walk, is he? It's called the teams he's picking. And I feel sorry for the blokes that I do know, like your Fraser McWrights and your Tate McDermott's. Uh, James Slipper, too. He's on a hiding to nothing. He's the most experienced there. Yet where we should have the most experience is the number 10. And we don't. We've got one. Again, another Queensland kid, Carter Gordon. 22 years of age, a rookie number 10. And, and just what Campo was saying about they don't know each other's game in attack. They have no clue how to attack. Well, that comes down to the number 10, right? And this is not a sledge on Carter Gordon, but he's got no one to fall back on. He's got no, he's got no experience. He's got no other number 10 to go, oh, geez, bad day. What do you reckon? To shoot tactics with, to talk about someone more experienced alongside him. Even if they're not playing, they've got to be there, surely. Um, they're also laughing at us across the channel in England. An article that dropped in the Times of London uh, while you were sleeping. Wasn't having a crack at losing to Fiji. Wasn't having a crack at Eddie's coaching style. It was bigger than that. Owen Slot wrote that Australia just didn't lose. They trashed their whole World Cup strategy. Eddie went all in with the number 10 and it didn't come up. You're throwing that 22-year-old into, well, into what? I mean, entire attack revolves around a 10 with no backup, no experience to fall on and no one to pick the brains off. Carter Gordon may never recover from this because he, he gets dragged in just his second test. 50 minutes into the game, he gets pulled. I hope he does recover. But I, I just go back to... I go back to Souths last year in the NRL when Lachlan Ilias gets dragged. I mean, he, he had a season, you know, and a game the next week and the week after and the week after, the week after, to build his confidence back, to get back to training, to, to pick the brains of, to have someone like Cody Walker there or just to have a backup, someone to talk to. And he built his way back into, well, someone who was playing this year. But we don't have that luxury. It's a World Cup. Yeah, there's a next week. But then what? Wales? Really? Are we going to beat them? Come on. Do or die against Wales this weekend. They're now the world number seven. And that's actually one rank higher than Fiji, who we couldn't beat. And look, maybe maybe I'm going too hard on Eddie because I don't think – I actually don't think Eddie's the problem. It's not helping. I don't know he's looking at a bigger picture in the future. He's saying he's building towards a World Cup. Which World Cup? Not this one. Surely not. It's got to be the one here in Australia, right? Maybe it was just an off day. I mean, 18 penalties. They, they gifted. They gave 15 free points to Fiji in a 22 to 15 loss. It was a bad day. But is that going to change in a week?
0467736736. Who, who destroyed Australian rugby? Rugby fans, what do you think? Or, or, or is that the problem? We're not fans of rugby anymore. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. This is Mornings with Ben Davis on SENQ. Lem and Sam getting us into the mood. That's right. Saturday night. It is Super Saturday here in Brisbane at 9.47 on a Tuesday morning. Cannot wait. The anticipation. How many more sleeps to go? Just bring it to me right now. 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. On the text line, the biggest weekend in Queensland history. Oh, well, Ray, I wasn't asking about that, but the biggest sporting weekend is what I was asking. But he goes on to say the biggest weekend in Queensland history would have to be when the fuel tanker flipped on the Gold Coast Highway. 92,000 cars got stuck, except for the police escort to get alligator blood to the magic millions. Right? Yeah, that was a big logistical exercise, wasn't it? Exactly. Can you think of a bigger weekend of sport, of footy, in this city? I, I, I can't. This would have to go down in history as the biggest ever. Two Brisbane teams in prelim finals in this city on the same night. 90,000, the best part of, will be trying to get around town to the Gabba, which sold out in 20 minutes uh, yesterday. In 12 minutes' time, tickets go on sale for the Broncos and Warriors. Uh, After 11, uh, we'll be doing our... Super Saturday quiz. That's right. That's the theme of the quiz. We've got, oh, we've got a brand new prize as well. What about this? Oh, I love this one. This is from a brand new friend of the show, Archie's Footwear. That's thongs and slides that are worn by athletes. They're designed by physios and they're recommended by podiatrists. I've actually got some of these at home for my young bloke, Raf. He's got flat feet. He basically has no arch. And these things, Archie's, they are ergonomically designed to help your feet and they do help. It's like walking on a cloud and it just gets rid of any foot pain. So we've got a $100 voucher for you to spend on Archie's uh, for our, uh, if you are our quiz whiz this Tuesday. Uh, I've got to give you, I'm just going through all these questions here. Mm, Some of the answers, again, they revolve around Super Saturday. So either Broncos lines. Warriors Carlton. One of the answers you will need is this one. Daniel Bradshaw. Mm, Braddy from the Lions. Daniel Bradshaw, for those playing at home, write them down. I have been told we had a few issues with the phone lines, but they are back up and running now. So if you were trying to get through a little bit earlier to have your say, 13, 13, 55 uh, is the best time to call. We've cleared the lines, ready to rock on through. Uh, Lee has said, I'm worried about Brisbane fans' mental state if both Brizzy teams crash out. Ooh, that's a fair call. What's Sunday going to be like? What's Sunday going to be like? Uh, And all the way from Singapore, David, thank you for your message. Aussie rugby, why is there zero balance between youth and experience? Hooper dropped. Reese Hodge, one of the most versatile backs in the world. Eddie has gone so far 
too far. David, thank you for your input. Hope things are looking good in Singapore after after the after the Grand Prix as well. That's the best thing about this program. Yes, we are focused and honed in on Brisbane, on Queensland, but you can catch us wherever you are in the world. On the SEN app, you can download that. And, of course, you can catch up on anything you missed on the show, podcasts at Spotify and iTunes. Log on, leave a review, tell your mates, share it around. Sharing around the love too, 9.51 this Tuesday morning. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. This is Mornings with Ben Davis on SENQ. Summer has come and passed. The innocent can never last. Wake me up. When September ends. Sam, I'll give you one more shot at that. Being a Roosters fan, wake you up when September comes, please. Uh, nice little segue into Mr. September in the studio after 10 o'clock. Clark Keating cannot wait for that. Uh, down at Broncos training yesterday, um, a big open media day, big open session school holiday for fans as well. Uh, one man that our very own, Paddy Welsh, caught up with was one of the most important coming off the bench for the Broncos, Keenan Palacia. Here's their chat. The week off. What does it do mentally and physically? Um, I think it helps us heaps. Um, you know, we got players like Reno and Capes who, at this point of the season, they've been trying hard all year. Their body's a bit sore, so like the rest of us, so now we get a weekend off to kind of recover and get back into 100%. 100%. So you've singled those two out. You've picked on the old ones, have yeah. you? Yeah, that's why, because they're old. Yeah. <laughs> I, I said to Kurt, though, you guys, a lot of you guys are going to a place that you've never been before. Is there trepidation or is there excitement? No, nah, more excitement. I think especially players like Walshy, like he's, he thrives on situations like this and big games. And um, I guess the rest of us, we just have a simple job. We just, in, especially in the forwards, we just run the ball hard, tackle hard. And then we just let all the um, flash stuff to Katoni and um, Reno and Walshy. They love relaxing out the back, yeah, don't they? Yeah, yeah, no hard work for them. We do it all. So... Talk to me about this Ford pack and the pride that goes into your defensive effort, I suppose. I mean, to keep the storm to nil the other day is a huge feather in your cap, isn't it? Yeah, um, I think it, it's cliche, but defence wins championships and we tried to base everything around our D this year. And um, I think that's shown, especially this late in the season, being, a, being able to hold a team like Melbourne to nil. I think we should be able to try and carry that through for the hopefully the next two games. Okay. Um, when you sit back, you get the bird's eye view of probably one of the great clashes of a couple of decent props, Haas and Fanel Blake, don't you? Yeah, yeah, that is good. Um, I'll probably try and get my notebook out and take a few tips from them. But, um, you know, Payne, in my eyes, Payne's the best forward that's played. So um, hopefully over the next two games he shows that as well. I mean, you stick together, you forwards, and you know what he's been through. He's spoken publicly about it. How does he do it, do you think? Oh, I have no clue. To be honest... I, I admire what, what he's um, been through and how he copes with everything. Um, I'd, I would have crumbled by now, but um, I've known him for, since he was a young kid because I played with his older brother. So he, um, I know what, how tough his whole family is and everything they've been through. And I'm just happy that we're here to go through all the good stuff with them. What about Kevy? I mean, he's been through a little bit as well, hasn't he, as far as a coach goes? I mean, as you know, in this town, you live in a searing hot spot, spotlight because you are a Bronco. Um, Kevy's had to cop a little bit of flack in the past as well. Yeah, yeah, but I think he's copped with he's copped it all well. Um, and I thought a lot of it was just harsh criticism. Like 
he came into a wooden spoon team and got us to ninth place last year and now he's taken us to um, the back end of the finals. So credit to him and his coaching and how he coaches. He deals with all of our personalities well, which is would be hard with us. <laughs> but um, yeah, all, all credit to him. Oh, you've seen what they can do. They put 40 on a team that was on a winning run. Um, they, they bring plenty of attack, don't they? Yeah, they do. But um, I think our defence might be a bit better than Newcastle's, but I guess we'll just have to test that out on Saturday. Okay. Here we go, Brendan Palacea with Pat Welsh. It's 10 o'clock. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. This is Mornings with Ben Davis on SENQ. Four minutes past 10. If you're not a Broncos member, you'll be clicking on refresh, trying to log on to Ticket Tech right now because tickets are open to the general public about four minutes ago to Suncorp Stadium this Saturday night against the Warriors. It is going to be huge. Part of Super Saturday, the biggest night or the biggest day of football this city has ever seen. Nearly 90,000 heading to Suncorp and to the Gabba. We know the Gabba sold out within 20 minutes yesterday. You would have to think that the Broncos and Warriors will be a sellout. I wonder how long it'll take for all those tickets to go. If you're having trouble getting through, well, keep trying and then tell me about it afterwards. 13 13 55 0467 736 736. Mr. September has just walked into the building. Clark Keating, not too far away. Johnny, thank you for your text. He said, hey, Benny, the only thing that would be a chance to knock this weekend off as the biggest would be the Ashes in 06, 07. It's a fair shout, isn't it? Ashes 06, 07, one of the more memorable ones. But again, that was over five days, wasn't it? We're talking about a one-off, one night only, Super Saturday in Brisbane. For the first time ever, the Broncos and Lions playing in a prelim final at home. 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. Uh, Jamie, Benny, you are 100% on the money, mate. The bunker should be able to get into the refs here, especially at finals time, because there is no tomorrow. There is no second chance. Calls can be crucial. Jamie, spot on. Uh, as I'm standing here next to Slam and Sam, who's in the studio pushing the buttons, con- consoling him, he's still four days into trying to reconcile what happened as a Roosters fan. He is one man who is really, really hanging out for the bunker to intervene. Or maybe you like the fact that human error can come into it. Ashley Klein, we're keeping a close eye on this, what the NRL is going to do. We're expecting to hear what is going to happen as far as uh, the officials coming into this weekend. We're getting reports out of Sydney that Ashley Klein may be dropped for this weekend. They're dropping the best referee on the planet because of one mistake. I mean, I know there's accountability, which is a great thing, but surely not one mistake and that would ruin it for Ashley Klein. If he is in the bunker, that's fantastic to have someone of his calibre there overriding that. But at, at what at what expense? I mean, the bunker, as we know, is almost a toothless tiger. They can't step in and go, hey, uh, Ash or whoever it may be that's uh, <laughs> that'll be refing and officiating, uh, you've missed something here, pick it up. 
That's what I'm worried about this weekend. 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. Damien says, I'm not worried about anything this weekend, Benny. The Broncos will win and the Lions will do the same convincingly. That's okay if you're not worried as well. If this is the time that Chris Fagan's men turn it around, let's celebrate that. What is giving you that belief? And the Kevolution, uprooting the the establishment. Is this the year? 13-13-55-046-736-736. All right, I need to set this up. Mr. September is in the building. He's in the studio, Clark Keating. A very good morning to you. Now, normally with all my guests, they have a theme song coming through. Sam, you have to talk me through that one. What? What? Who was September? Earth, wind, and fire. It said it in the in the lyrics. Have you heard that song, Clark? <laughs> Earth, wind, <laughs> and fire. <laughs> very well. Earth, wind, and fire sounds good. <laughs> yeah, they weren't playing that at City Rails twenty years ago. I can tell. Where Earth, wind, and fire, Sam? I, I'm impressed that you even know who that is, but I couldn't name you one of their songs until now. September. Yeah, did you, did you know who Earth, Wind & Fire were? No, I've heard of them, but no. I Big in the 70s and 80s, disco vibes. Oh, You've just been born. <laughs> <laughs> just been born. Disco vibes indeed. Um, uh, Clark, a very, good, a very good morning to you. Sorry, that threw me. That threw me. Mr. September, great to have you on board. Normally, normally we have a segment called Where Are They Now Wednesdays. I'm going to change this to um, Take Me Back Tuesday. All right? Sounds so great. Yeah, very good. I'm just making that up on the spot. <laughs> uh, and what we do is we, we get... We get stars of the past and find out what they are doing and what they're up to now. So before we talk some footy, yep. what what is Clark Keating doing right now? Right now, mate, I've got a, a business called Luxicar, which is in the subscription space for luxury high-end vehicles. Uh, it's been going for about three years. And, yeah, uh, subscription base for cars. Yeah. So, so it's like Netflix for cars. Is absolutely, it yeah. You pay, a, you pay a, a weekly fee and you get to drive a car around. Um, we're long-term, though. We aren't short-term. So we're a minimum four-month uh, subscription. And uh, car goes out. Clients are... Uh, drive it around and they hand it back when they're finished. Outstanding. Yeah, and we cover all the uh, servicing, registration, any w- fair wear and tear to tyres, et cetera, and they just put fuel, pay for tolls and and their weekly fees. Nice one. Well, I, I, and the reason I ask you too about what you're doing now, I'm looking back at the, the, the class that you were involved in 20 years ago, part of the three-peat, and right now that team and that club have their fingerprints all over the AFL and this AFL final series. Your old captain, Vossi, in charge of Carlton. Craig McRae, in charge of Collingwood. Craig Lambert, who I know was 2000, he finished up at the Lions, but he and Mel, his wife, have been part of that GWS setup since day Day one. one. As as development and welfare. And and they were like the mum and dad of the team, weren't they, That, that cultivated the Giants to where they are now, about to play their fourth prelim. And, and of course, we've got the, the Lions. So yeah, And Luke Power, don't forget. Oh, Luke Power. Greater GWS. Western and Carlton, oh, yeah. There we go. Mm. And I can just uh, imagine what it would have been like the other night, when I say the other night, what was it, two weeks ago now, yep. that the Hall of Fame, the the... The reunion, the twenty-three, uh, the 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 reunion, twenty-year reunion of the uh, the three Pete. It would have been amazing to catch up with with most of those blokes. Oh, it was great, and it was um, a lot of fun, mm. uh, to be honest. Uh, obviously, there was another thing attached to that, being the Hall of Fame. But uh, to have all the players there uh, in one room uh, at a at an event that was really well uh, run by the Lions uh, was really good. Everyone was dressed up, had a good night. 
Uh, I unfortunately had my young family with me, so I couldn't party on till all hours of the morning afterwards. So I, I went home and, and took them all to bed. So I, I behaved and, and uh, woke up without a hangover, which was nice. Uh, that was very different to what was happening 20 years ago. But I'm glad you mentioned the Hall of Fame because you were inducted. Into yeah, that. yeah. Yeah, no, it was uh, – mate, it was, it was a, a very humble and, and I actually wasn't expecting it. I had a phone call from Graham Downey about uh, three, four months ago and he said that the – the committee had put my name forward to the board and the board said yes and uh, there you go. I'm uh, a, a Hall of Fame inductee of the Brisbane Lions. So uh, very, very humbled and very excited to be part of that. Outstanding. Well, let's start talking about the class of 23 rather than 2003. We will get back to those stories yeah. too because yep. they're, they're pretty bloody good. But the, the, what you're seeing now and the question I'm asking everyone this weekend, being a Brisbane footy fan, so Lions or Broncos, what are you worried about this weekend? Um, there's, a, there's a lot not to be worried about, but is there a little voice? Yeah, in the back I, th- of your I think head, I think you know? you've got to be worried about a team who's got nothing to lose, which is which is Carlton. Mm. You know, no one would ever have thought they'd get to or win a final, let alone um, to win a couple and to be at the second last game of the year at the prelim. Um, and I think those teams that have got nothing to lose, you know, Vossi, I'm sure, will be telling his boys, guys, no one thought we were going to beat Melbourne. We did. Yeah. And now we're going to travel to Brisbane, where Brisbane are favourite, haven't lost a game at the Gabba, all the pressure's on them. So, hey, just go out there, have fun, play your game of football and see where it takes you. And I think that's the biggest concern this weekend is you've got a Carlton team who have won 11, no, 10 of the last 11 games and are, are running on high and running on confidence, which is a, a scary opposition to face. Yeah, I was looking back through the stats too. The, the Lions have won 10 of the last 12. So they had a couple of yeah. little hiccups there in, in the mid-run of the season, but they've... So you've got two of the form teams of the yeah. comp going head-to-head. Right now, and we will take our listeners to Michael Voss Oval at Brighton yep. Homes Arena where the Lions are having their training session right at the moment. Um, we'll be keeping an eye on the, the big Jacks, Jack Gunston and Jack Payne yep. as well because uh, we're hearing reports that Jack Payne's been in a moon boot since Port Adelaide, which is not good. Considering no. the last time they met uh, Carlton, he kept uh, Charlie Kernow to, to one goal and ten touches. which has yeah, been great, hasn't he? Pretty. Jack Payne. Pretty, pretty special. Well, that's his a, uh, his uh, intercept marking has just gone to another level this year. Mm. It's been great to watch. And he can inflict, inflict plenty, of, plenty of pain on the opposition as well. So we, we will take our listeners out there to, to get an update on that. But but can you imagine, Clark, a time when Michael Voss comes back to the Gabba, i.e. Saturday, and gets booed? Oh, no. I couldn't imagine that at all, to be honest. But then again... You know, our, our Lions supporters are very passionate these days, and I think they, if, if a coach, past player, is in their way, then they'll uh, definitely make sure that the Lions, you know, get get around to the club and support them. Okay, because you can give us an insight to how, how Vossi's feeling, because realistically, we have to kill Bambi to make a grand final. We have to kill the original Lion King. He is standing in the yeah. road yep. of making a grand final. I'm pretty sure... This team right now won't have any qualms about that. And as a player, I'm sure whatever stood in your road, you do that. But how would Vossi be feeling right now? Do you think? Oh, he'd be he'd be excited. I think to take his um his team up to Brisbane to his home ground. He knows the ground really well. Um, he's played plenty of games there. He knows which side to to use in kicking out and attack. Um, I think he'll feel like as if okay, it's hang on. His... I'm going to stop you right there. What do you mean? What side? What is there a better side than yeah, others? To... I think the uh, the northern side of the ground. Is uh, not as wide, I reckon. It seems to be that so you. So it's like the Vulture Street side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you can basically go down that side. It's a, it's a directer line to goal, I believe. Then coming the southern side, 
which seems to have a, a longer arc to it, if you know what I mean. <laughs> it could just be perception, but I think, uh, remember Wolsey told us uh, when he was coaching back in 94-95, uh, he said that the, uh, the northern side of the ground seemed to be a direct line of goal. Outstanding stuff. That's yeah. why we are talking to Mr. September right now, Clark Kenny. Do, do you like that moniker, Mr. September? Oh, I mean, <laughs> It's a great one to have, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> Especially 20 years after I played in the uh, 20, uh, 03 grand final. It's still sticking around. So, uh, no, it's not a bad uh, moniker to have, that's for sure. Before we get into that and how the name stuck and and, and leading into 2003, sh- shoulder problems, were, were, they, they've plagued you mm. um, for your career, and that's why you, you missed a lot of yes. 2003. Sam Doherty is expected to play for Carlton this weekend. His shoulder popped out before yeah. half time against the Demons. Yes. Strapped it up, taped him up, probably needled him up, get out there, and he was part of the match winning goal. Can, can you get your head around the fact the bloke has popped his shoulder and then he's going to line up in a prelim the next week? Oh, yeah, it's, uh, it's um, I suppose, a prelim final. Is it, you know, Carlton hasn't been there for a while, but to have a shoulder, it all depends on what happens internally. If he's actually torn um, ligaments, then it'd be. It'd be very likely to do it again throughout the game. But if he's just stretched it and they've put it back in, then he should be okay to play and play the game out. He might need some tightening up uh, post-season with surgery, et cetera. Yeah. But uh, it really just comes down to what damage he's done internally to that shoulder. Because if he has torn a lot of the ligaments, it, literally one overhead mark or one tackle, he could pop it out again and can't be one play down. And, I mean, you strap it up. Yeah, quite you strap it up. You inject, inject it to stop yeah. the pain. Um, AC joint could be a bit sore as well. Um, so the AC joint's very easy to uh, localise. It's like a doctor, don't I? Yeah. I've had plenty of shoulder injuries, but uh, it's a yeah. It was, it was an injury that um, it can be managed. Uh, I think with, with myself though, in the ruck, it was very hard to play with a shoulder that was a bit dodgy, given mm. the fact that my right one was the one that had four shoulder recos on it, which is the one I went up with to tap. So that would have been, um, you know, I would have had to really consciously not gone up as high or as as um, as strong if I had a shoulder issue playing in the ruck. And your trademark was just to belt it. And, yeah. and belt it 30, 40 metres. <laughs> Some blokes can't get that far. You're you're belting it downfield. So doing that with a bung shoulder would be, mm. would be pretty pretty ordinary as well. What about tackling? Does that come into your... Yeah, it does. You just, you just can't reach. If you if you reach, yeah. you've got another high, high chance of popping it again. So you've got to really get your chest into the tackle and, and cuddle them as such, not, not, not outreach and stretch them. <laughs> uh, Razor sent through a text. He wants to take you back to 2003. Um, RCK. CK. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Clark Keating. Yeah. What was going through your mind when Bowie McDonald goes down to the grand final and you have to ruck single-handedly against Collingwood? Yeah, no, poor Bowie. It was in the four, six, seven-minute mark of the yeah. first quarter. Uh, he, he went down with that shoulder, and they couldn't put it back in, the poor bugger. So he had to oh. actually go to hospital and get, um, I think, gassed up. So he would relax to put the shoulder back into play. Um, but yeah, it was. Look, I was excited. I was. Because no, no, obviously, as a ruck, we play the dual rucks and you only play half a game each. And uh, it was good to know that I was going to be playing the lion's share of that game. So I was. Uh, I was tickle peak and, and, and raring to go. Daryl White came in and, and gave a bit of a chop out every now and then to give me about five minute break each quarter. But uh, no, it was. And it was a sort of a, a wet game as well, that 02 grand final. Mm. Um, so I knew it was going to be a, a lot of stoppages, a lot of ruck contests, um, bandy throw-ins. So I was prepared for that and, and it worked in my favour. Outstanding, Ray. I hope that answers your question. 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. Uh, plenty to discuss, plenty to step through as far as Lions and Carlton are concerned. Uh, but also, what are you worried about, Brisbane fans? I, I, I know we are celebrating because, well... 
we can't get complacent. We've got the Broncos and the Lions, both as red-hot favourites to progress from their prelim finals. But surely there's a little nagging voice somewhere going, oh, we just got to be careful of... Mm, you fill in the blanks. 13, 13, 55, 0, 4, 6, 7, 7, 3, 6, 7, 3, 6. Hey, we're coming up to 19 minutes past 10. Crackers, are you able to hang around? Because we've, we've got to actually pay some bills and then we'll come back and, yeah, conti- no and we'll continue this chat. Uh, heading to the Gabatoire. I've got some bills Saturday. we paid as well if you want. Uh, sorry? I've got bills we paid too if you uh, want. Be paid. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. We're going to do that during the ad. All right. <laughs> <laughs> back with more in just a moment. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. This is Mornings with Ben Davis on SENQ. My God. The conings in the air. Everywhere I look around. The conings everywhere. Leaving bodies on the ground. And he's better than his brother, even better <laughs> than his dad. There's only one Thomas DeConin, and he's the best one we'll ever have. DeConin's in the air. Da, 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 da. DeConin's in the air. Oh, there we go. The dulcet tones of Robbie Williams, would you believe? He has jumped on the Carlton bandwagon. He has got some pull. He's got some star power. So not only did Carlton come here with the wind at their backs after taking down the Demons, but they come with the, the star power of Robbie, Robbie. Williams. What about what, what about you, Crack? I'm going to put you on the spot here. In, <laughs> yeah. in, 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 in the day, in the, the three-peat era, who was who was the Lions' most famous supporter? Who who was hanging around the shed? Any famous faces that sort of popped in? That oh, Ben, you got me on got on the on the edge there. Um, off memory, I, I don't really recall anyone <laughs> to be honest. We all hey, we all jumped on that bandwagon. Yeah, we right? had a lot yeah. of. Uh, I think there were a lot of supporters around. Absolutely, yeah. after the game, I think our most grand finals, you couldn't even move. Mm. It was packed. There were family. There was supporters. There was randoms that you're thinking, how did they get in? But they somehow got through the door. <laughs> They knew the boot starter or someone, but they managed to find their way in. But uh, yeah, to have a celebrity like the that was was is pretty special, I think. Yeah, Clark Heading, my guest this morning, Mister September. This time of year for a footy team, Clark, when when you know that you're one win away from a grand final, uh, I, I can imagine to be a bundle of nerves, but also excitement. Well, mate, yeah, absolutely both. It's nerves and excitement because you, you literally four teams are left for the whole world are watching. Um, and obviously the two better teams go through to the grand final. So the, the, the carrot at the end of this game is huge. And then obviously you've got to worry about the grand final. But you, you can't get too far ahead of yourself. You've got to make sure that you focus on this one game because the rewards are so huge. But you have to make sure that you play four quarters of football and then get yourself in a position to then play for the, the grand final of the cup as well. Why is this Brisbane's year? Why can the Lions? Yeah, look, I think they've had a great lead up to this 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 uh, final. Um, you know, they've they've as you mentioned before, they've won ten out of twelve games. You know, prior to that Port game, they weren't destroying teams. They always found a way to win. Yeah. So they weren't playing four quarters of football week in week out, but they always found a way to win, which is a great, which is a great team, I believe. But then when they came out against Port and were able to really kick three, four, five unanswered goals and really put the uh, foot to the metal, it was it was unreal. 
And I think after that Port game, I, I've got great belief that they can come out this weekend and do the same thing to Carlton and get themselves into a, a, a grand final. I love that. The watershed moment for me was the Demons game at the MCG where they had that one. They were going to beat the Demons again. They were going to beat the MCG Hoodoo, which they did in that semi this time last year. But they let it slip. And yep. Chris Fagan put his hand up and said, yeah, we made mistakes in the box. We, we basically shut it down too early. Yes. And we will never do that again. And that's what we've seen, in my view, over the, the last six weeks of the comp, that they were winning. And they were mm. just making sure that they were able to win, and do it gutsy, do it tough, and just get across the line. They've got that experience now in the finals, yeah. and they just exploded. So yeah. Yeah. And it's character building, too, within a yeah. club to know that you know, you got the confidence if you are, it's a close game. They never, it didn't rattle them. They were able to play the game out and, and kick the goals when they had to, uh, when the siren went. So it was, it was actually good lead up to finals football because each of those games was an intense game, a close game, and went down to the wire most of the times. And as you said, that Melbourne game, it was, you know, they, they did go defensive too early. Um, and Melbourne, they're a good attacking side, just like the lights out game that happened at the Gabba. Yes. You know, they came out. They were in front. They went defensive mode. And Melbourne said, no, nah, we're going to keep going hard at the goals. And they nearly won the game. And I still home with six. We won't, uh, we won't uh, make sure that hasn't that doesn't happen again. Um, Jasper Fletcher, as a teenager in his first year, exploding onto the final scene the way he did, kicking three goals, uh, but also really important setups and mm. intercept marks and, and just offloading to, to other players, setting them up. Again, there's synergies about teenagers coming in in, in final series in first years for the Lions. I know Jay Brandon, Brown yeah. Yeah, was 19 and, yep. and, and, and sort of exploded from that point of view. Yeah, absolutely. Like Jasper's had a great year. Um, you sort of feel for Will Ashcroft at this point in time, given yeah. the fact that he was playing so well and he'd definitely be in this side uh, this weekend. But Jasper to come out like he has um, and, and play consistent football, but not only that, he's actually had an impact on the scoreboard. Yeah. He's taken some tally marks at you know, times of the game when someone had to stand up and he's taken some clunkers and he's been, you know, he's been consistently good. So he's been, you know, for his first year, he's having a great year and uh, his old man Picky would be absolutely over the moon. <laughs> you played with as well. <laughs> exactly. He's feeling old now, aren't we? Yeah. Um, Paul has sent a text saying, G'day Ben, I reckon the big O is very similar to Crackers, the way he goes about his work. Can you please ask Clark how he rates him? There we go, the big O. Mate, the big O is, is, mate, is improving every time he plays. Mm. And, um, you know, he was, he was playing forward there a couple of years ago and, and the commentators were yelling at the big O whenever he went near it. And it's just sort of grown from there. He's got this sort of cult following uh, yeah. around around the Gabba anyway uh, when he gets near the ball. But, yeah, his ruck style, he's such a big bloke. You know, he's tall, he's got long limbs, and he just competes. Like, you think that he's not going to get his hand on it, and all of a sudden he just grows an extra three inches and he just gets his hand on the, on the football. And he does feed the midfielders really well. He has he, he does break it up. He breaks it up with a you know the nice tap down to his mids, but he also does the big long punch, which I like to clear the congestion while I was playing, obviously. But obviously it just creates chaos when the ball goes forward, especially when the defenders are like going, geez, you know, the lines are running towards their goal, the, the defenders are running backwards, they don't want to make a mistake and uh put you on the edge of your seat and they uh obviously can convert from that point. He's got a fairly handy midfield to to feed as well when you have a look at McCluggage, uh Neil. Josh Dunkley, uh, and then you've got Barry who might swing through there, yep. Cam Rayner who might drop back. Um, not so much a fab four because there's more of them that rotate through the midfield. But, I mean, you were you, – you had the fab four at your disposal. Absolutely. No, we had a, we had a great midfield. And, and you, know, you, you could add the fab six or seven if you wanted to with the group that we had because Craig McRae went in there at some stage. Yeah. Um, you know, Chris Johnson was thrown in. Even Brownie was thrown in there at some 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 moments as well. Like he's a he's a big man, Brownie, and he can run. 
So we had a, a great engine room um, and our spine was to match the engine room as well. So we had a really good time. Um, I know Mr. September is how you're commonly known as, but is the Brownlow factory, is that another moniker that you wear? Yeah, or is that... well, the, the Brownlow maker. Yeah. Um, well, uh, fun, funnily enough, on the two occasions when Acker and Blackie won the Brownlows, on those Sundays, um, they came to my house. I had a blue couch that was like the colour of the Brownlow medal. <laughs> and both of them fell asleep on that couch on the Sunday before the Monday Brownlow. And funnily enough, they both won. Oh, there you but, go. You know, so it was called the Brownlow Maker Couch. Yeah. That nice. I had. Where, yeah. Where's that couch now? It's in the dump down at uh, oh. Nudgy. <laughs> I could have sold it, you reckon? Yeah, we could have taken it to the club. I mean, imagine if you just get Lockie to sleep on it or Huey. I yeah. mean, Lockie's already got, got it. His Brownlow. Brownlow. Yeah. yeah. And let's not forget Josh Dunkley as well. Uh, 13, 13, 55, 0467736736. Uh, Callum, <laughs> Callum, thank you for your text. Hey, Benny, you need to offer Robbie Williams a regular spot on the show. He clearly hasn't got enough on his plate. <laughs> 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 Making up songs like yeah. that. Um, all right. Um, the biggest threat from Carlton, before I let you go, uh, we, we've heard about why Brisbane are going to win it, but who who is their biggest threat? Because I'm going to preface this by saying that Vossi reckons round eight when they last met doesn't count. Not even yep. going to look at the tape. Two completely different teams, which I don't think they are. But he said, no, nah, not even relevant. Do you look at that tape, or yeah, is it, are they are they a different team now, Carlton? I think they're they're not personnel different, but they're playing different. They're a lot, a lot better side. You look at Greater Western Sydney, same thing. Yeah, you know they've they've got beaten by those teams quite convincingly at Port Adelaide, and they came back and beat them. So it comes down to the the, the 22 um, that are part of the game, 23 with a sub, to be able to get the best out of those players. But, uh, you know, with Robbie Williams singing that song, you know, Tom Tom's game last weekend was absolutely amazing. And to ha- be able to play for, uh, play defence and play yeah. in the ruck, I think his work rate against uh, Dawes was um, – or Gorn, sorry, was, uh, was unbelievable. I think he really managed to contain Maxi and uh, basically took the game – under his own skin and, and the grabs he took around the ground. They were unreal. But, you know, their forward line, Kerno, um, he had a quiet game last week, so he's going to be wanting to put his hand up for another crack. Um, he gets his mate Harry Mackay back. Yeah, mm. Mackay's back. Mm. So it's going to be a big job for the Lions defenders, but, you know, they get big jobs every week. You know, there's yeah. always a, a great full forward for a to- for a side that comes around. And, and Harris Andrews has had a remarkable year in regards to, you know, his, his punching ability, his timing has been really good. Um, he had a great game against Port. So our, our whole side will go into this game full of confidence, but I think that we've just got to watch, you know, those key marking players for uh, for Carlton this weekend. I might be wrong on this, and I will check it. Um, well, Vanessa does her news, but I reckon DeConing didn't play against the Lions when they in round eight. Again, I stand to be corrected, but I just don't remember him being mm. someone that was a, a presence. I do remember um, uh, the Twin Towers up front, uh, yep. Mackay and Kerno yep. got a touch. Uh, sorry, one goal between them. So we're talking common medalists. Times two. Yeah, couldn't get near it. And yeah. couldn't get near it. Exactly yeah. right. So the defence uh, really stood tall that day, and so did Josh Dunn. Well, it's not a complicated game, you know. If you kick the most goals, you win. So if your forwards aren't kicking goals, oh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's tough. It's a tough day at the office. <laughs> it's so simple. After half an hour, we've nutted it down. Crack is always good to see you, mate. Appreciate you uh, coming in on what is going to be one of the, if not the, biggest weeks of sport in this city. Oh, absolutely. Oh, God, can you imagine next week? Well, actually, we won't be in this city next no. week. So this is our time. This, this is, is our grand final. Our time to shine. There absolutely. we go. Mr. September in September, 10.35. Vanessa's tapping her toes. That's right. Time for a news hit. Oh, and Q Bon Jovi. 
Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. This is Mornings with Ben Davis on SENQ. Ah, yeah, that means we are talking Kiwis, we are talking Warriors and Broncos. Dave Tobin, I reckon that's still number one in New Zealand. No, well, maybe a couple of years ago. Uh, The perfect man to talk about the Warriors and the Broncos prelim final is on the line. He was part of the Warriors from 2008 to 2010. In that time, he played a prelim final against Manly, but when he was at the Broncos, he also won grand finals. I speak none other than Brent Tate. Tatey, good morning to you. Now, foot rot, uh, not foot rot, flats, um, Dave Dobbin and Slice of Heaven. Is it still number one in New Zealand? <laughs> oh, Benny, not not quite, mate. It's, I'm not the I know I'm old, but uh, I'm definitely not uh, Dave Dobbin number one on the charts. Oh no, no, that's that's not you. That that's more that's more. I thought it was knocked off number one about two years ago in New Zealand. I, I think, uh, <laughs> I think that... Mate, what, what a great song and a great anthem. And and, and let's be honest, mate, that uh, that'll be getting pumped right now over in New Zealand because they are celebrating right now. Okay, this is this is how we set it up. You are the perfect person to talk about this from a Broncos point of view and a Kiwis point of view because. 2008, you played in a prelim final for the Warriors against Manly. What is Auckland like? What is New Zealand like during a Warriors prelim final when they could get a shot at the big dance? Oh, Benny, I, I, I always say, uh, and, I, and I genuinely mean this, my, my favourite place in the world to play is Suncorp Stadium, Origin Night. Um, a, a really close second to that is playing any game at Mount Smart Stadium because of the fans. Um, 2008, when it was when they had the first blackout uh, of the crowd, you know everyone wore black. Oh yeah, uh, mate. The whole nation basically, you could actually feel the the, the groundswell of the nation behind us. And and mate, honestly, it, it was like nothing else. I got goosebumps talking about it now because it was just such a wonderful time. And you know, I just that you know the, the players have embraced it over there at the moment, and I hope they do because. Um, you, you don't get those opportunities where you, you you literally feel a country behind you, and um, you know they've got it right now, mate. And it'd be it'll be a wonderful place to be. It'll be a wonderful place as a player to be playing for the Warriors right now. Feeling that it'd be absolutely sensational. Does it lift you or weigh you down having that expectation of a of a nation behind you or on your shoulders? Mate. No, I think it, I think you can jump on the wave and ride it. Um, I think as a player, that's you know you want to accept that. You know, it's a wonderful, a wonderful opportunity. Um, I think it's it's something you embrace um, and feel and feed off. And um, I know in 2008 we certainly did that when we went back over there. Well, unfortunately, we fell one short, but um, mate, certainly, absolutely love the love. You know that that period of my footy career was just a wonderful time. The thing I've picked up on with the the Kiwis, the Waz, they they've. They're just so chill. They're so relaxed. I saw an interview with Sean Johnson the other day. He's sitting in his car and the journos come up and just started talking to him through the car window and he was happy to have a chat. It was like he was at the drive-thru, you know. It was it, They were just so chill. Yeah, oh, look, look, I think 
the media is probably a little different over there, Benny. You are out of the spotlight a little bit, I think. So I think, you know, the ability to have that relationship with them is is probably on a bit of a different level. But, um, you know, I certainly I think, you know, the way Sean, um, skipper of the club, you know, the most high-profile player over there has embraced the fans, the media. Um, again, I think they've done it the right way, Benny. They've... they've They've embraced it. They haven't pushed it away. They haven't shied away from it. They've decided that they're going to ride it. Um, and, and why wouldn't you? Um, you know, everyone's on the back of them. Everyone's up the wires. And um, I, I think he's really set a, a great example of, you know, how, how to manage the media, how to how to use it and enjoy it. And, um, you know, mate, they're, they're playing wonderful footy. And they're going to give themselves every chance this week to beat the Bronx too. Yeah, Brent Tate, my guest this morning. Uh, he's been part of a Warriors prelim final. He's been part of a Broncos prelim final too. And we'll get into that in just a tick, Tatey. The, the question I'm asking today, Brisbane fans, uh, and it's off the back of Brent Reid last night on NRL 360. He's a Broncos fan, but he's worried. He's worried because of the momentum, I guess, this wave that you just mentioned of the Kiwis. What's, what's your concern? Let's start with... What's your concern coming into this side, uh, coming to this weekend from a Warriors point of view? And then we'll switch it over to the Bronx. What What's the biggest worry or concern for you? Look, look, mate, I think for the Warriors, um, you know, they, they have been riding that wave of emotion. And at some stage, I guess, you know, that, that, that can run out um, where you're just so physically tired. You've been up for a few weeks um, and, you know, the, it, it just catches up with you. So that, that's probably my worry from the Warriors' point of view. And, and um, the travel as well, does that is that a factor? Oh, yeah, it does, mate. Honestly, the travel, I don't care what anyone says. Um, the, the travel's a huge factor, Benny. Yeah, and, and the, the two-hour time difference is enormous. Like, um, I always really struggle with that playing for the Warriors. You know, like, you play at 8 o'clock, which is 10 o'clock back home in New Zealand, and, you, and it's like you're, you're yawning and you're ready to go to bed and you're trying to tell your body clock you've got to go out and play footy. So it's a... It's a huge, um, it, you know, whilst people say it's only two hours, it makes a massive difference in the travel. Um, it, it does take its toll. So that, that's probably, you know, my concern from the Warriors' point of view. Um, mate, I, I think Brisbane are going to be really hard to beat, mate. They've, they've had a week off at this time of year when you're busted, you're tired physically, mentally. Um, a week off is invaluable. Um, and I, I just don't think the Warriors will be able to come and ambush the the Broncos, mate, they've got too many big game players that have played, um, you know, origin matches, these these huge games um, mm. where they know they know what's coming. Um, they know what to expect. They know what semifinals footy is going to be like. And, uh, mate, I, I just get the feeling that they're ready, Brisbane, um, just from their the way they're talking, their swagger, um, you know, the calibre of players they've got. Mate, I, I really do think this is their year. I said before, the Warriors seemed chilled. Being down at Red Hill yesterday, it was chillax central. They, they oh god, I sound like my kids now. Um, but they, but it, it was it was so relaxed. It's you talk about oh, it's just another game, but it just seemed like it was. They they could have been playing the Warriors in the in the middle of the year. In saying all that, Tatey, what is your biggest worry for the Broncos this weekend? Well, I guess, mate, on the other hand, you know, that the Warriors continue the form that they've been on and, and they've, they've still, you know, they're still riding that wave of emotion that they've got. So, look, they're a good team, the Warriors. You don't finish in the top four and, you know, get to a, a prelim final by not being a good team. You know, they've got a wonderful forward pack that, uh, you know, have laid the foundation for in the last few weeks. You know, we, we know what a quality player Sean Johnson is and he's a different 
he's a different player to what he's been throughout his whole career, Benny. He, he's controlling games like he's never done before. So, um, look, mate, they're, they're, a, they're a team uh, that's got plenty of talent. Uh, that, you know, again, you know, finished top four by, by not getting the job done throughout the year. So, uh, and, and, mate, the other thing too is they're going to have plenty of support at Suncorp. Like, it'll be... It'll be loud for the Warriors. Like, they'll mm. be the Warrior chant going around for sure because every time I played there, there certainly was. And, um, you know, again, if they, they get into it uh, and the Bronx, you know, let, let the crowd into it from the Warriors' point of view, well, mate, it, it could be anything. Newcastle were guilty of not putting Sean Johnson on his backside uh, last weekend. Do, is that something the Broncos have to do or can they just do it by nullifying the middle? Or do you really need to paint a target on their on their key playmaker? Oh, mate, I, I think you've got to dominate the middle to be able to get your half. You know, the other week against Newcastle, they, you know, they Newcastle couldn't get to him because, you know, the likes of their, their forward pack, Fanua Brown, those sort of guys, you know, we're plowing through the middle, getting mm. quick play the balls, and Sean was just pulling the strings off that. So, you know, huge job in the middle for the Bronx forward pack. But again, mate, you know, the Warriors have got to handle Payne Haas. They've got Paddy Carrigan, these sort of guys, mate, that they're good players. Well, they are good, good players. So, uh, yeah, look, it, it, mate, as, as old as the game is, you still got to, it, the, the concept's still the same. You've got to win the middle. And if you don't win the middle, you don't win the game. So that's a huge job for, for both packs. Fantastic, mate. Can I, Ask you the toughest question. It's probably asking you which oh, one's your favourite kid. Ask me this, mate. Yeah. I, I don't, but Benny. I, 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 look, I, as I said to you before, I think Brisbane will win and they're ready to win. But mate, I, I also love the story of the Warriors. And mate, if I cannot explain to you how huge it'd be if you're playing for that club and they won the yeah. first grand final over there, mate, it would be like nothing else. So I, I'm not going to give you a tip, mate. Oh, look, I've given you my tip, Brisbane, but um. Which one I'd prefer to win? Yeah. I, I can't lose, mate. I love both. So, um, so you're cheering for both? Yeah, I think I am, mate. I, I, honestly, I, I think it, you know what'll happen. It'll get to the game, and I'll find myself probably cheering for one or the other. That's what usually happens in sort of these games where I've got um, emotional connection to both. So, yeah, uh, yeah mate. At, at the end of the day, I, I hope it's just a cracking game of footy. And whatever team wins, mate. At the end of the day, when you get to the top four, you'll deserve to go through to the grand final. So, yeah, it'd be an interesting one. Yeah, good stuff, mate. Appreciate it. I, I appreciate the honesty too. I, I can see Slam and Sam here, the bloke who presses the buttons and gets it. I think he scrapped Dave Dobbin. I reckon he might be dialing up Natalie Imbruglia Torn, right? Because that's where you are right now. <laughs> I am. What a great track. Great track. Oh, good man. Hey, let's talk grand final week, shall we? All good. Let's do that. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. This is Mornings with Ben Davis on SENQ. Uh, we are doing it this morning, all thanks to Macca's proud sponsors, the Little Legends, supporting grassroots sport in Queensland. Right, this is the getting question for the quiz. $100 voucher up for grabs. Which Broncos star spent the past two years at the Warriors before returning to Red Hill? Once we're Warriors, 13, 13, 55. That's the number you need. You know how it works. Last man standing, first five callers through. Get a second chance as well, which is brilliant. Which Bronco was a Warrior for the last two years? 13, 13, 55.
Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. This is Mornings with Ben Davis on SENQ. Four minutes past 11, Tuesday ahead of Super Saturday. That is the theme of our quiz. So it is all about Lions, Broncos, Warriors, Carlton. 13-13-55, we have a full board of callers, which is outstanding. I know that's radio lingo, but I can't see any free slots. But remember, if you are one of the first five through, you do get a second chance if you bomb out in our last man standing quiz. $100 voucher to Archie's Footwear. Now, this is the good gear. I've got a pair of these at home. If you've got any feet problems, slides, thongs, you can wear these all day. They are so comfortable, you'll never want to take them off. Uh, hoping this hour we are going to hear who the NRL will be picking to officiate this weekend's rounds, the preliminary finals. We're hearing reports that Ashley Klein is going to be relegated to the bunker. Mm, we'll keep an eye on that one. And we'll catch up with a man I reckon has got one of the best jobs in sport. Lives in Brisbane, hardly ever here. He's in charge of one of the biggest tournaments, biggest events of the summer. He's got some of the best and biggest athletes on the planet on speed dial. Who is he? Well, stick around. We'll find out straight after we do this. Ten questions, one winner. Time for Morning's Quiz Whiz. And now here's our very cheap version of Tony Barber, Benny Davis. Uh, yes, thank you, random voiceover guy. Outstanding stuff. All right, let's head out to Green Slopes. Steve, a very good morning to you. Welcome to the program. Morning, Ben. How are you? Mate, all the better for talking to you. Do you have the answer to the get-in question, which was a Brisbane? Oh, which Broncos star spent the last two years at the Warriors before rejoining the Broncos? Uh, I hope to go with Reese Walsh. Yes, off and running. Outstanding stuff, Steve. All right, question number two. We are going to change and turn our slant towards AFL. How many Brownlow medals did Lions legend and current Carlton coach Michael Voss win during his career? How many Brownlows has Vossy got? Two. Steve, oh, he wish he, you know, he was good enough to win two, but he didn't. He only, well, he didn't win two. I was about to give the answer away. How bad am I going? All right, Steve, but don't worry. You get a second chance to call back in because you were one of the first callers. Let's head out to our old mate, John, at Chambers Flat. John, morning to you. Hey, hey Benny. How are you, mate? <laughs> feel like a bit of a goose because I just almost gave away an answer. Tell me, how many brown lights has Vossy got? <laughs> Just the one. Just the one, indeed. Yes. Oh, wow. I need to have a good, long, hard look in the mirror. Question number three. <laughs> Speaking of club legends, who holds the record for the most finals appearances for the Broncos? Most finals for the Broncos. It'd have to be Darren Lockyer. Well done. He's got 35 of them indeed. See, when I said club legend, that could have been anyone. So we are off and flying. Question number four. Which Brisbane Lion, who retired from the AFL last year, played more than 100 games for both the Lions and Carlton? Mitch Robinson. Robbo did indeed. Question number five, John. Here we go. Um, what year did the Warriors join... 
Australia's National Rugby League competition? 95. Yes, indeed. I thought that might stump a few, but well done. Well done. The Warriors in 95. Question number six. Who kicked five goals for the Lions, leading them to victory the last time Brisbane and Carlton met in a final? It was in 2009. Who kicked five goals for the Lions? Daniel Bradshaw. <laughs> John, well done. It's as if you've written these questions yourself, but he hasn't. Don't worry. All right, question number seven. Let's, go, no, not, let's not get too cocky. Question seven. When was the last time the Broncos played in a prelim final? 2015. That's exactly what I would have said, and I was wrong too. John, but don't uh, worry. You, were, yep. you get another crack if you call back. Uh, and get in line. Um, you never know what's going to happen after this. Uh, Mike's out of Callumvale. Good morning, mate. Good day, mate. How's Callumvale looking this Tuesday? Oh, I'm building a treehouse, and I think that's going to be my greatest achievement because I don't really know, but I'll have a stab. No, I'm with you, mate. I, I tried to do the same thing. It didn't turn into a house more than a deck. But anyway, I, I feel you. Mm-hmm. I, I feel you. It's a good, nice school holiday project too. All right. Question yeah. number question number seven to get through to the treehouse. Um, when was the last time the Bronx played a prelim? 2017. It was. Yes. Blown oh. away by the Melbourne Storm, sadly. Uh, okay. Got hammered. Hammered. Uh, question number eight. Okay. The Warriors have played in two grand finals. Give me one of those years. 1999. No, not 1999. Mike, good luck with the treehouse. But again, you do get a second crack at this, a second bite at the cherry because one of the first five callers through. Um, I, I saw a lot of lines drop out then because they thought that John was on a roll. But see, this is how quickly it can change. Keep them coming through, 13, 13, 55. Um, Steve, out of Green Slopes after a very solid start. You have phoned back. I love this for you, mate. Well done. This is uh, good to be part of the quiz for the first time. Question number eight. Warriors have played in two grand finals. Give me one of those years. 2005. No, not 2005. Oh, Steve, it was a very good guess. I know. You have to dive back into the memory banks, don't you, for this one. Uh, let me see. What do we got? Uh, Jamie. Hello, Jamie. Yes. How you going? Very well. Very well. You are right now in the clubhouse lead, if you can answer me this one. Question number eight. You've got three questions to go. The Warriors, they've played in two grand finals. Give me one of the years that they've played. Um, I'm going to say 2011. 2011, correct. Yes, well done. 2002 was the first of those grand finals. Uh, Okay, this is one from overnight. Which Brisbane Lions player just took out the VFL's equivalent of the Brownlow medal? Jeez, I'm a rugby league fan, Ben. Come on. I know. But um, this is the Super Saturday quiz. We've got the Lions and the Bronx in action. <laughs> um, Dane Zorko. No, it wasn't Zorks, but it's a good guess. Someone who's played in the VFL, a lot of games in the VFL, but also has played AFL this year. Jace is at Burpengary. Good morning, Jace. Uh, is it Jake? I think you've... Uh... 
Jake oh, at Birmingham. Jake, Jake. sorry, sorry, Jake. <laughs> nah, you're right, mate. You're right. Go for it. What was the question, Jake? Okay, which what Bris- was the question? Yeah, which Brisbane Lions player has just taken out the VFL equivalent of the Brownlow Medal? So the best and fairest in the VFL, the reserve grade. Oh, mate, I'm not sure. He's he's a first grade regular. Take a stab, Brisbane Lions player. Should have had this one as question ten. Nah, mate, I'm stumped. I've got no idea. All right, Jake. No, thank you. Thank you for being part of it. Uh, Damien's uh, hey, he's down the south side. Windaroo. Good morning, Damien. G'day. How you doing? Very well. Question nine. It's the penultimate question. It's a tough one. Which Lions player has just won the VFL's BNF? Uh, I'm a Broncos fan too, but let's just go Joe Danaher and see what happens. No, not Joey Danaher. Uh, so, no, he, he has spent – he spent uh, – he played 14 games in the VFL this year, but he's also uh, played a, a handful, forced his way back into the senior team as well. Greg's out at Mango Hill. Good morning, Greg. How you going, mate? Oh, very well, mate, very well. Um, can you tell me? Which Lions player just took out the VFL's equivalent of the Brown Lie? Uh, Lockie Neal. Oh, no, not Lockie Neal. Not Lockie Neal. Someone who's played a fair bit of reserve grade. Oh, I didn't think this would be this. I probably should have mentioned it in the program before now, too. That might have been a tip. Actually, no, I did mention this answer. I gave this as the first clue of the day. Mm. Uh, John's out of Burp and Gary. I think we might have stumped them. John, here we go again. Lions player who's just taken out the VFL's equivalent of the Brown Low. It's called the JJ Liston you, Trophy. I heard you give the uh, clue, mate. Jared Lyons. Yeah, well done, mate. JL, one of the senior members of the squad, uh, forced his way back in on the way to those performances into the seniors. So, yep, JL had a hell of a year. Um, I think he averaged over 30 disposals in the VFL too. So, fantastic stuff. All right, question number 10. John from Burpengar. Here we go. For the win. Who leads, and remember, this is a Super Saturday quiz, right? So it's Warriors, Broncos, uh, Lions, Carlton. Who leads the NRL this year for post-contact metres? One of those important stats. So it's going to be a forward. Uh, Adam Fanuel Blake? (laughs) What about that? John from Burpengary comes from the clouds. Outstanding stuff, mate. That is so good. I I went straight to, well, Payne Haas, of course. No, but it is. Aiden Fanua Blake, yes. Post-contact metres leads the NRL. It's going to be a hell of a battle up front, isn't it? A big Payne Haas and Aiden Fanua Blake. They're just going to be ripping into each other all night on Saturday. John. I have for you a $100 voucher, new friends of the show, Archie's Footwear, right? Now, these are, this is the best gear you'll have for summer for your feet. Thong slides, your choice. They are orthopedically uh, designed. The podiatrists, they love it as well. If you've got any foot problems, back problems, this is the good gear for your feet, mate. So $100 voucher for Archie's coming your way. John, thank you for playing that. I'm going to send you back to the hop. He's going to get your details. Oh, what about that? Um, I didn't think the Jared Lyons one was going to be that difficult. Very good. 131355 0467736736. That's right. We are resetting. We are, <clears throat> excuse me, re rocking. Uh, anything on your mind that we've spoken about this morning? Who destroyed Australian rugby? Hmm. 
it's one of the questions we're asking. Yes, I know it's about Super Saturday, but one thing that I'm worried about as a Brisbane footy fan this weekend isn't so much about the Broncos and isn't so much about the Lions. It is more about the Wallabies. One of the great failings of Australian sport is unravelling right under our noses. And because we've been distracted by the Lions and Broncos, we may have missed this. Although it was a bit hard missing the fact that we had been beaten by Fiji for the first time since 1954. So how has it come to this? Where are we? And why are we here? Who or what destroyed Australian rugby? 13, 13, 55, 0467 736 736. Uh, 16 minutes past 11 this uh, Tuesday morning. Look at the temperature. How good is this? Spring, September, one of the best times of year. 24 and a half degrees here on SENQ, your new home of sport in Queensland. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. This is Mornings with Ben Davis on SENQ. Yeah, 21 minutes past 11. Thanks for your company. Uh, Matt's out at Raceview on the text line. He says, Grant Atkins has had a great game with the Melbourne Storm. No controversy. Both weeks, Ashley Klein has had controversy in the file, so it's an easy call for him to be dropped. 13-13-55. Uh, um, before we get to my next guest who is standing... Oh, no. Yeah, before I get to my next guest who is standing by overseas, I reckon he's got one of the best jobs in Australian sport. I do want to go to the Gold Coast because Steve may have an idea on who has killed rugby in this country. Steve, good morning to you. Yeah, good morning to you. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. Mate, i just let you know what it's like club rugby on the Gold Coast. It's $680 to play... It's it's just ridiculous. You get injured, you don't get any insurance money. That happened with my son played A-grade footy up here and yeah. after he'd been overseas for a fair while. Uh, the Australian Rugby Union don't give a toss about club rugby and they don't give a toss about the public and, and I, it's, it's proved when they took the deal to go with Stan Sport. Now, I just want to reiterate with what Stan Sport. They, re- they reckon they've got a million and a half subscribers they charged extra for the World Cup. They reckon they signed up 150,000 people. So out of 26 or 27 million people, there's a f- tiny fraction that can watch rugby at the moment. And New Zealand Rugby Union have done the same thing. They sold themselves out to the American investment crowd for a lousy 430 million. And the rugby over there has just gone absolutely to the pack, to the stage where... I'm a life member of a club over there, and every second week we would have a bus trip. We would always coincide the, the trip between pubs at half time if the All Blacks were playing to see a second half. And my friends at the rugby club there now tell me they can walk into a pub and the rugby will be on the corner. There'll be karaoke in the other side of the room. Because wow. people have just, they sold it to Spark. They got rid of Sky over there. So you had to have two, prescri- two subscriptions to watch it. Mm. And you guys. Not you personally, but your radio stations like yourself, you interview guys like Drew Mitchell and Tim Hoare and they gush about the Australian rugby and stand sport, but a tiny fraction of the people can watch it, mate. Uh, I, I'm with you, and you can have a look at rugby. I think the same things happen with, with, with soccer, with football in this country. It's now parked behind Paramount+. Plus. So if you do want to watch the sport, you've got to have 
three subscriptions just to watch three, three different codes. I mean, uh, when it used to be with Foxtel, they may not have paid the money that Stan Sport and Paramount. I know that's business, but sometimes, sometimes isn't it better to have an audience and take less and just continue that through. I know that's hard when they're waving big numbers. I mean, you just mentioned 430 million. Any organization would jump at that, wouldn't they? But then what's the end game? What's the end game? 5% of something is better than 100% of stuff all in the end of it. Hey, Steve, thank you for the call. It's a really good insight. Um, covered a lot of ground there too. And 680 bucks to play rugby. And what that doesn't cover insurances? Um, it's very different back in... Oh, back in my day. Now I'm sounding like my dad. Uh, 13 13 55 if you want to jump on that. I, I do want to jump on the line now to a man who I reckon has got one of the best jobs in Australian sport. He's in charge of one of the biggest events here in this state, in this city, over summer. He lives in Brisbane, but uh, he flies all around the world for work. And we find him now in... Vancouver, of all places, Cam Pearson. He's the tournament director of the Brisbane International. That's right. The Brisbane International is back, back to its original format. We have not seen that in this city since, well, since the pandemic. Um, Cam, a very good morning to you here in Brisbane. Um, afternoon, evening, where you are in Vancouver. Yeah, yeah g- g'day, Benny. It's a, it's early evening, nearly half past six in the evening here. Um, the body's body thinks it's morning now. I can tell you. <laughs> oh dear! Uh, can I ask what are you doing in Vancouver? Well, we've got Tennis Australia as part owner of a, an exciting event that's six years in the making. In fact, we're part owners with a company called Teammate, which is Roger Federer's company, and it's called the Labor Cup, named after a great Queenslander, Rod Laver. Yeah. And it's um, similar to the Ryder Cup of golf. It is the Ryder Cup of golf. Sorry, it's a Team World against Team Europe. Uh, instead of it being America versus Europe, it's the rest of the world. And and uh, it's on this weekend here in Vancouver. Oh, outstanding stuff. Now, as I said, yeah. you, you've got one of the best jobs in sport, I reckon. You, you you do have, and you've got someone like Roger Federer on speed dial. Brisbane International, that's what I want to talk to you about. Back, yes. back in business. Let's talk about that. Yeah, well, we, we saw last week that the star power that turns up here, Ash Barty, Pat Rafter, that's going to be at Rafter Arena. Brisbane International, back to how we knew it before the, the pandemic. How much work has gone into that to, to get it to uh, back into this space? Yeah, look, it is. It's pretty exciting that it's back. Um, certainly a very much loved event in Queensland. Um, in fact, across Australia, we got a lot of visitors to the state coming to watch the Brisbane Center. And you just got to look back at our past champions. It's a you know a roll call of the who's who of um, tennis of the last 20 years, including, as you said, Roger Federer, uh, Leighton Hewitt, another one, Serena, Maria Sharapova, the list goes mm-hmm. on. But yeah, look, it's been a long time coming. Um, there's obviously the pandemic um, certainly put us back a couple of years. We've been looking at the calendar with the tours, a lot of change in tennis over the last couple of years as well through the pandemic. Uh, and now that with the United Cup, and we always said when the United Cup came in that w- it would evolve. Um, and this year it is evolving to a two-city two event, which is exciting. That'll be in Perth and Sydney. Which, which paves the way for the Brisbane International to return. So, yeah, that's how it came back. Uh, coming back even bigger too, the women's draw will be much bigger, the men's draw will be bigger. Um, we normally had about 120 players, 125 players come, and we'll, we'll probably get up to 180 this time. So it's certainly, certainly coming back bigger and better than ever and more prize money as well.
Yeah, a bit over three million, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's gone up. And I think back in the first year, which is back in two two thousand and nine, prize money was a around seven hundred thousand dollars it's now 3.1 million so certainly wow. has risen a lot and that's and that's a lot a lot to do with the the, the, the events got bigger uh the, the 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 star power coming to the event and and also tennis is just you know the 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 um prize money across the across the globe has gone up substantially I remember some of the, the the highlights of the Brisbane International over the years. Uh, you ticked off a few names. Serena obviously playing there. Roger Federer playing and winning his thousandth match there. That was unbelievable. We had the balloons going and everything. It was it was so Indeed. good. Sadly, we're not seeing Serena and, and Roger a- anymore. Can you? And I'm sure you've got some names in the bank, Cameron. Already, is there anyone that we can expect to see, or or names that you are chasing down for this summer? Well, look, you know, there, there's a long way to go to the entries close, but we certainly are talking to a lot of players right now. There's none that I can mention to you right now, Ben. But you know, I'll, <laughs> just, I'll just between you, you, just between you know, and I, I'll yeah. always tell you. Um, I know. Look, if you've got to look at the in our own backyard, the Australian players. I mean, the, the depth of men's tennis in Australia at the moment is incredible. I think we've got nine, possibly ten, in the top 100. We haven't had that for decades, mm. um, um, and which is which is exciting. So. You know, we'll see a couple of those players play in the United Cup, but we'll see the rest of them play the Brisbane International, which is really cool. Um, we look back some of the Aussies that have played in the past. You know, Sam Stowes has always been a, um, um, playing. Ash loved the Brisbane International. This is where she she trained every every week. Yeah. And, of course, Johnny Millman. Some of the matches he had, had a couple of cracking matches against Andy Murray, Roger Federer. He always, always uh, brought his best tennis to Pat Rafter Arena. Well, we hope we do see a bit of mill mania there, Brisbane boy indeed. Now, can I yeah. ask you what one of the one of the big draw cards in tennis over the last couple of years has been Nick Kyrgios. Could he be starting his summer in Brisbane? Is he on your radar? Look, I would love to see Nick play. He certainly is on the radar. I'd love to see him play in Brisbane. He's won the event and uh, he's always enjoyed playing on Pat Rafter Arena. Let's see. If, let's see. I mean, right, Nick was meant to be playing here at the Labor Cup, but um, he's still not over that injury. Um, so let's see how he goes getting getting himself ready for the summer. I really would love to see him back playing and and at the top of his game in January because, as you said, he's he's such a he's got such star power. Star pulling ability brings the fans in, brings his, and he always brings his best tennis when he plays in Australia. So, would love to see him back in Brisbane, and what a great way that would be with the Brisbane International returning. Oh, wouldn't it? What exactly one to put on the uh, one to put on the wish list uh, coming for Christmas? So, uh, Cam, it starts uh, New Year's Eve. Eve, yeah, yep. you're right. Yeah, New Year's Eve. So it's a Sunday to a Sunday. So Sunday, the thirty first of the de- December, through to. 7th of January and those that play would have come to the Brisbane International of, of old would know that the top players on the on the men's side used to get a, a buy in the first round yeah that doesn't happen anymore they'll all start from day one so and on the women's side as well so we'll see all the top players um, out there on court from day one which is really exciting and tickets tickets go on sale on Wednesday what day it's Tuesday morning so tomorrow yeah. lunchtime at 12 o'clock 12 o'clock. There we go. We know Broncos tickets went on sale at 10 o'clock this morning. Lions tickets right. yesterday. So we've got tomorrow, we've got tennis as well. It's outstanding stuff. Yeah. Mate, you've done very well Ticket to navigate. The, yeah, you've done very well to navigate those time zones to figure out it is Tuesday morning here. And, yeah, Wednesday, tomorrow, tickets you'd, on sale. You'd think I'd be good at it by now, but I'm not. <laughs> How do you watch the footy this weekend? 
I've I've got the apps all all ready to go. The NRL <laughs> and AFL apps. So no, don't worry about that, Ben. That that was the first thing I purchased. Yeah, nice one, nice one. Can't wait. Before Can't I let wait. you before I let you go, I know Ash Barty was having a bit of fun with yeah. Pat Rafter at Pat Rafter Arena uh, last week when the announcement was made uh, about you know maybe this should be renamed Ash Barty Arena or or you know is there. <laughs> I mean, not not we're not taking Pat off the uh, no. off off no off, off centre court, but is there? I don't know. Is there anything in the works to to honour Ash? Well, oh look, and there needs to be. And there's same, you know, what a um, what a champion she's been, and a, and a role model, ambassador for the sport. Um, certainly, there at some point we will. Um, Ash is very humble and uh, modest, and it's not the sort of thing she she she's striving for. But the sport will definitely be honouring honouring her. Wouldn't it be great if there was another stadium we could name after her? Um, but as she said to Pat uh, last Friday, I think it needs a few more seats than what Pat's got having a dig at him. <laughs> it was so, a nice dig indeed. It was. All right, was. Kent, I think you may have just laid down a little bit of an insight to what could be happening somewhere in the future too. Listen, you enjoy the uh, the Labor Cup and thank you, Brisbane International. We'll talk closer uh, as uh, the new year approaches. But it's great to have one of the big sporting events on the calendar back in this city. Cam Pearson all the way from Vancouver, that's right, it lives in Brisbane, tournament director of the Brisbane International, madly make, actually, I reckon he wouldn't be having to phone them. He's at the Labor Cup. He'll be talking to a lot of players there, some of the world's best, to bring them down under to Brisbane to kick off the summer of tennis here in Queensland. Speaking of kicking off, Vanessa's about to kick me out here. It's 11.34, time for a news hit. Eleven thirty-six. Let's take you out to Michael Voss Oval. That's right, Brighton Homes Arena, where the Brisbane Lions have been training this morning. Alyssa Smith, my partner in crime, uh, out from the Channel Seven newsroom, also part of the SEN families out there. Alyssa, morning to you. Can I start by asking how were the two Jacks, Jack Gunston, Jack Payne? <laughs> Morning to you, Benny. Yeah, it's been an unreal morning out here at uh, Michael Voss Oval, which is going to be very interesting come Saturday night. Jack Payne still didn't look like he was out of pain, to be fair. He trained separately from the group. Um, he did a bit of ball work, just a few not, not, not ball work with the foot or anything like that, simply with the hands, and um, just jogged and walked a few laps of the oval. So didn't look overly great, considering you're heading into a preliminary final um, for Jack Gunston, though, he didn't miss a beat. He trained with the main group. He had his knees strapped up, and, and he looks good to go. He, you know, he was kicking the ball, he was running the drills, and he kept up with everyone. So it doesn't look like there's too much concern with, uh, with Jack Gunston. All right, trying to fit him into a winning lineup would be big. Um, Harris Andrews, the co-captain, he spoke to the media this morning. What was the biggest takeaway from that for you, Alyssa? Yeah, so Harris Andrews fronted media this morning and he basically said he admitted that he didn't actually follow the lines when he was younger, uh, which was quite interesting. <laughs> Don't tell me he was a Carlton man. Well, I'm pretty sure he said a horse thought it and I have to go back and check that one, but it was very interesting. Um, he basically said, you know, Michael Voss, you know, they're training on Michael Voss Oval. Then Michael Voss, he was a legend of the club. Um, and he will be, you know, coming back as Carlton coach when he was, you know, Brisbane Lions coach and yeah. three-time premiership captain of the club. He said, but, you know, they, are, they aren't going to be taking them lightly this weekend. And 
this is, you know, it's do or die. There's so much on the line for this weekend, Benny. Yeah, no, exactly right. Lisa, appreciate the update. Thank you. Lisa Smith from uh, 7 News out at Michael Vossoval, Brisbane Lions training. Uh, I'm seeing some vision coming through on the social media as well, from social media uh, channels on that. There was a huge crowd out there at the open training session today. Charlie Cameron got one of the biggest, I mean, we know he's a cult hero. We know he's a crowd favourite. Uh, and he got one of the biggest cheers and ovations as they uh, stepped out this morning. Not good news then about Jack Payne from what we're hearing. That That is a big blow if he is not right for this prelim final. Uh, as much as defenders do not get the headlines, we know that they can be match winners and are match winners. Premierships are one on defence, aren't they, in any code? And Jack Payne has been one of the best. The last time Carlton and Brisbane played was back in round eight. Jack Payne was instrumental in shutting down Charlie Kerner, who is the Coleman medalist for this year. He's kicked 80 goals by far and away head and shoulders above any other player. He was restricted to just one, one goal the last time they played. Mm. If he's not there, what happens? Who comes in? Well, we know Darcy Gardner wasn't picked for the VFL preliminary final. He would be the man who comes in. Harris Andrews got an important job too. Harry Mackay has been outstanding in outstanding form as well. Again, a former Coleman medal winner. So they've got the Twin Towers back coming from Carlton. It's going to be very interesting indeed. But if you're a Lions fan out at Springfield today, give us a shout. What was it like? What was the atmosphere like? But more importantly, if you're going to the Gabba on Saturday night, Saturday evening, what type of welcome do you give Michael Voss? What do you give the Lion King who is standing in the way of the Lions going to the big dance? Do you Acknowledge him. Do you boo him? He is coming here as the enemy. He is coming here as a blues man. He's made no qualms about that. But booing Michael Voss, it's like killing Bambi, isn't it? But they have to do it. They have to get through him and Carlton to get to the grand final. 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. 11.40 this Tuesday morning. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. This is Mornings with Ben Davis on SENQ. Why the greased lightning? Oscar from the Valley is a big fan. Slam and Sam Elite work from the Button Monkey this morning, but that Robbie Williams song made me want to vomit. First Big Ange, now Tom DeConing. Robbie trying hard to stay relevant in Australia. Must have a tour coming up. Jeez, Oscar, that is harsh. Uh, yes, Grease Lightning. It is a cue to what is coming up very shortly. Reese Lightning. Reese Walsh had a chat to uh, Paddy Welsh yesterday out at Broncos training. We'll replay that for you very shortly. We are doing it today, all thanks to Macca's proud sponsors, the Little Legends, supporting grassroots sport in Queensland. Uh, today, they have had the launch of the NRLW final series and... Queensland teams are well represented. Two prelim finals, the Broncos v. the Knights. That is on Sunday at 2 o'clock. And then it's the Roosters and Titans. Can you imagine if it was an all-Queensland, an NRLW grand final, an M1 derby? 
the Broncos and the Titans. That's happening next weekend on Grand Final Day. Uh, we'll keep an eye across that. All thanks to MEGT, helping women kick their career goals in the trade industry. But we are focused on Super Saturday. That's right. The Lions take things at the bounce up to Carlton. First up at 5.15 at the Gavatoire and then 7.50 at Suncorp Stadium, the Cauldron. It is the Broncos taking on the Warriors. Once was a warrior, Reese Walsh. She spent the last two seasons across the ditch and now has returned home. Pat Welsh, part of Patton Heels, spoke to Reese and Reese Lightning yesterday at training. Yeah, I think it's it's a massive part. I think um, you know a lot of people forget like we're normal humans as well. We've got to go home to our families and we've got to go home and be a normal person, do groceries, you know, do the washing, do all that sort of stuff. And you know, when when you go home to an empty house and you know, your family's not there. It's really hard to, you know, switch off and, you know, find things away from footy. And I feel like having family there, mate, you know, especially your kids, it's um, massive, you know, for you as a footy player because, you know, you don't want to always be just drowned in footy and everything about footy because, you know, sometimes it can get the better of you. But, um, yeah, I think it's probably one of the most important things. Um, you know, it's definitely important for me, having, having my little one around and my family around. It's... Um, you know, gets you away from footy, like I said, and it probably makes you a better footy player on the field as well. You're mortal enemies on Saturday night, but you're pretty friendly with a lot of these Warriors, aren't you? Yeah, I am, mate. I've got a lot of good friends there, and um, you know, I'm sure they're going to be out to take my head off um, come Saturday. So I'm looking forward to it, mate. It's exciting, and you know, I love playing in these big games. And you know, when I hear things about they're going to try bash me and stuff, I love it. So um, it's exciting, and you know, I can't wait for you know the big boys to come at me, especially Jazz. I know he'll try to take my head off. <laughs> I mean, but you've had that to be fair pretty much all year, haven't you? Once you identified yourself as you know a strike for the Bronx, they said, well, he's a fullback. We know how to get to him. Yeah, for sure. I think. Um, you know, being in Origin Arena too, that was a um, you know a big one. Um, you know, around game plan and, and stuff like that, and and hearing things. But um, you know, being there also gave me a lot of confidence that you know if I did go out there and focus on my job and, and do my job for you know myself and the team, you know, there's um, you know they can do whatever they want. You know, as long as I do my job and get my job done, then um, yeah. How do you embrace this level of footy? You know, a lot of your teammates haven't been there before. It's preliminary final time. I think it's just another game, to be honest. Like that's how I feel. I try not to get caught, too caught up in it. You go out there and do your job. We know the footy team we are and the footy we can play. If we all do our jobs, you know, I feel like we're really hard to beat on the day. So, um, yeah, that's that's how I look at it, mate. You weren't here for some of the bad times, but you've heard it spoken about, no doubt, inside those four walls. Is there a feeling that they've got a point to prove? I think that's it's been there all year, mate. To be honest, I think you know we've been a really good team and. Um, you know, I feel like we probably still don't get the, you know, the credit and the respect that, um, you know, we deserve. But in saying that, mate, we're not looking back on, you know, what's happened, um, you know, this year. We're, we're focused on, you know, day by day and, and, and um, game by game. And we've got a game this weekend that we need to play um, play well and win. And if we don't, we're, you know, we're not here next week. So, um, you know, we're just going to focus on, you know, Wednesday training and, and getting that right. And then Friday, then the game. So, um, yeah. One step at a time. How much do you love the luxury of having the speed that you that you possess? <laughs> I think if I didn't have that, I wouldn't be a footy player. So I don't got the the physical side of it, but um, no, nah, it's it's good, mate. I think um, yeah, I don't know. I just like playing footy, and you know, I've got speed, and oh, I think I do. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just got there and play footy, and that's what I do. Just finally, how do you think this is going to unfold? I mean, they bring plenty of blitz, don't they? They put forty on a team that was on a winning run. 
Yeah, for sure. They're an awesome team, mate. But we're an awesome team too. I think, um, you know, we just got to go out there and do our job. And like I said, on our day, we're a hard team to beat. Play well. Thanks, brother. Yeah, there we go. Thanks, brother. <laughs> Reese Wells, speaking to Pat Wells. Um, unbelievable stuff, isn't it? You, you've got two of the form teams coming up against each other. It's going to be very different from when they last met, round 13, that was. It was in Napier, uh, and it was also in the middle of origin period. So Brisbane, without their origin stars, no Carrigan, no Flegler, no Cobbo, no Haas. Um, and the Kiwis put it up to an undermanned Broncos then. Brisbane still were able to get across the line. I do remember there was a number of disallowed tries there. So, yeah, they bring the blitz. They put 40 on the uh, the Knights. But I have a feeling that that may have almost been a grand final for, for the Warriors. I know they were lifted by that crowd. I mean, hearing the singing that was going on across the ditch um, – in Auckland, it was all, it was reminiscent of the Gabba when Charlie Cameron's up and about and Country Roads uh, is firing away. Um, the, the singing that was going on there, they won't have that uplift at Suncorp Stadium on Saturday night. They, they will have a vocal crowd. We know that. We know that. Well, what was the last? It was the Dolphins and the Warriors, the, the last time they played here, the Warriors, that is, at Suncorp. But it was almost like it was a Warriors home crowd. It was that loud. Um, that was eye-opening. We know it's going to be huge. We expect it to be sold out. Nothing that's come through yet to suggest it is, but we know that tickets went on sale 10 o'clock today. For those who weren't members, so general public uh, tickets going on sale, you'd have to think that would be close to being a sellout. We're talking 90,000 on Saturday night in Brisbane going to two games of footy. It is going to be Super Saturday like we have never seen before in this city. We cannot wait for it. We're counting it down. The Broncos and the Lions in a prelim final. Brisbane footy fans, strap yourselves in. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. This is Mornings with Ben Davis on SENQ. Saturday night fever indeed. Brisbane, look out, batting down the hatches. We have the Warrior Tsunami coming across the Tasman and we've got that blue wave trying to cross New South Wales uh, and the Murray to get to the Gabatoire. It is going to be an epic weekend of finals. SEN has it all covered for you as well. Uh, coming up, a special edition of Mal Meninga and the Throwdown. That's right. That is happening next with Jimmy Smith. Uh, Big Mal, obviously, with Australian coaching duties, the Prime Minister's 13. They are headed to PNG on Thursday to take on the Kummels. Uh, Saturday afternoon, 4 o'clock, they actually kick off Super Saturday, if you don't mind. Obviously not in Brisbane, but uh, they'll be playing uh, the Kummels in that part of the world, setting up camp in Ipswich. So Big Mal will be coming live into your ear, into your ear holes straight after uh, the news at the top of the hour with Jimmy Smith, the special edition of Throwdown, which means... Mel won't be with us tomorrow, but that's okay. We've got plenty in store. We are going to cross to France. Stephen Moore, former Wallabies captain, he was very strong on Eddie Jones before this tournament. I wonder what he thinks now. We'll be chatting all things AFL to Dean Solomon, a man who's been there and done it before. And we're going to catch up with our brothers across the Dutch. That's right. We're going to head to the home of SEN 
in New Zealand and see what they're thinking about the war. What? So stop laughing. Oh, the accents. That's right. I promise not to do that. Hey, thanks for your company over the last three hours. We'll do it again tomorrow from nine. Until then, good luck. Good hunting. Gonna burn.